Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where I interview guests about their crazy, unique occupations or life experiences. I'm your host, Leslie Fear. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Today, I'm joined with Vanessa Hogel. She is my friend of many years. She was my very, very first interview on this podcast. She's a psychic medium, but she does so much more. Vanessa, welcome to the show. Hello. I I tell you, I know we're gonna have so much fun. You and I have been friends for so long. And you will call me and I'll call you and we'll be like, okay, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? And we just play off each other. And it's so much fun because you know, we give each other really good advice. But we also have good insight on things, you know, coming up and those kinds of things. So but what I wanted to talk to you about today, because you're so good at this. And I don't know if you knew you would ever start doing this you know, maybe on a regular basis, but you're really good at remote viewing and automatic drawing. So first, let's talk about remote viewing. This is what I understand in remote viewing, as far as how it became because Stargate Project, it's the US Army in 1978. This is kind of the thing that started this whole military spying, but I think it started way before 1978. I think it started in the 50s. Am I right? I, I believe so. I am embarrassed to say that I am not well-versed on Project Stargate. I do know the essence of it and what their intentions were. And the thing to know about what I do as opposed to what Project Stargate was is, to use their word, it's more militant. Yes. It is more structured, mm. and it's in a controlled environment. Right. What I do and what I try to teach others how to do is to take themselves out of themselves and try to see what is right in front of them, where they need to be, and draw it down, write it down. I don't care if you just get four consecutive numbers. It could be an address. It could be a birth date. It's any type of information that isn't readily available to you, that isn't sitting right in front of your face. And when you do that, like I've done that with particular investigations, When you do that, you can take that. If you've got all that written down or drawn out or whatever, you can take that to the location you're going to and you can validate it on the spot right there. And what I thought was so interesting and why I even brought brought up Project Stargate is because, guys, to me, it gains validity when the military's doing it. So it's not always so woo-woo and oh, so out there. I mean, if they're thinking, I mean, if the American Defense Intelligence Agency is saying, hey, there's something to this, and they started doing this with like Russia and China and those kinds of things, and even North Korea, why can't just, you know, a psychic medium, well, that's who they got to do it. Um, why can't Vanessa Hogel do it? And she started doing this now. You started doing this when you were on another podcast, correct? Oh, well before. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't know that. Well before. Okay. I have done this for many moons and probably, if it's okay if I go ahead and tell you about this, probably one of the best examples I have of it is back when I had more time, Mm. which is, I didn't even have a lot of time then, but back when I had more time, Mm. I was investigating with a team. I wasn't part of the team, but I was like a consultant for a team Mm. back in Oklahoma and They would have cases that would come up. They would tell me, hey, Vanessa, we have a case in this town. They wouldn't tell me what state the town was in. Right. They wouldn't tell me anything. I wouldn't get any information whatsoever. They just, like they told me, we have to go to El Dorado. And they would tell me this about two weeks before we were going to go. That could have been El Dorado, Oklahoma. That could have been El Dorado, Texas. That could have been El Dorado, Kansas for what, you know, for whatever reason. And uh, just, you know, pick a place. Yeah. And I would 
for lack of a better way of putting it, I would meditate on that and just kind of allow myself to receive information. For this particular location, and this is actually in one of my books that's in They Would Have Burned Me. Um, I believe it's in Giving Up the Ghost, which that book is inside They Would Have Burned Me as well. Um, I had a notebook, and I filled this notebook up with an immense amount of information that came through visions, came through dreams, came through just simple meditation, came through when I was taking a tinkle. You know, something that just popped in my head, you know, one of which was a dream that I had where you got to roll with me on this one because I'm going to sound crazy. And I promise I wasn't dropping anything or taking any mushrooms. Okay. Um, I had a dream that I was in this large store, like a Sam's, like one of those types of stores, boxes all the way to the ceiling, huge ceilings, this, that, and the other. And I was following this girl through this store and I remember I was just fascinated Mm. by her because she had these barrettes going down the back of her head that looked like 3D crosses. Mm. They looked like they were carved and were standing out. And I followed her all the way through the store until she walked through these double doors where she disappeared. I walked through those same double doors and I am now in what appears to be like a Target store. In the dressing room, but the dressing room is for chihuahuas. (laughs) Just go with me. Just go with me on this, okay? And these chihuahuas are wearing all of these different types of clothing. Now, that's just one small portion of it. But I put all that down, crazy as it sounds. Well, two weeks later, we get to the location. Could they come and pick me up? Because I don't know where we're going. We drive, I don't know how many hours, to the location from Norman, Oklahoma, to El Dorado, what it ended up being El Dorado, Oklahoma. Okay. Now, I had so much stuff in this book. I had all these cats in this book. I had a house drawn in this book, everything else, and it was it was just insane. We turned down the street to go to what I now know, the location we were going to. The street is lined with cats. What? <laughs> yes. And they point to the house that we're going to, and it's on one side of the street. The house I drew is on the other side of the street facing it. No way. Yes. We go to the backyard, long story short, go to the backyard of the house. I look up on the house, onto the roof of the house, and the shingles have separated, forming three perfect crosses. What? Right, yes. Yes. (laughs) right above what would be considered the heart or the portal area of the house. Mm. The homeowners of the house had chihuahuas, all of which had on clothing. (laughs) That is, okay, first of all, how cool really though? I mean, that you picked up on that much clarity and like it was literal. That was actual literal. A small portion. I had an entire notebook filled. Wow. And I remember watching you on another podcast and they were going through what I believe was a haunted house and it was dark and they were there. You were not there. You were just on the podcast and you were like, if you go up the stairs and go to the left, you'll see a a doorway. And you were telling them all these things. You're like, how do you know that whatever is is on the left and there is a doorway and then there's a bathroom on the right, you know, all of these things you were saying. And I was like, how the hell does she know this stuff? You know, when I talked to you later and you're like, honey, I was, I was remote viewing and I was like, oh, cause I caught the tail end of it. I had no idea what you were doing. I was like, how the heck does she know this stuff? I did not know much about remote viewing clearly. Well, and the funny thing is, is people ask me all the time, 
Vanessa, where does the information come from? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But here's the beauty part of it. I don't need to know. Yeah. It's kind of like with you any know? psychic ability, though, you know? Um, how do you know, you know, psychically when things are going to happen? How do you know? How can you talk to spirits through mediumship? It's all those kinds of things. Maybe it's, you know, your abilities could be your guides, could be whomever is showing up, whatever. So in that respect, but what's so cool about remote viewing is, guys, they would hire these psychic mediums that have, you know, Vanessa's abilities, and they would say, okay, concentrate on the compounds, concentrate on their defense mechanisms. What do you see? Where do you see that they're making? What kind of technology do they have? And they would find out all this information and then they would come back and this stuff was true. Just like what Vanessa said when she found the chihuahuas. It sounds crazy. But it was... It gets even crazier though. And (laughs) and for those listening, I know, right? Um, For those listening, this is how specific it can be. And I am not going to sit here and say I'm right every time. Right, right darn close to it i'm hitting about 98 percent. okay but i was reading for a team in sheffield england i've told the story many times i'm going to tell it again because you've probably got new people on here (laughs) but um i was reading for a team in sheffield england i was doing it through whatsapp they told me they were going to investigate that night keep in mind from where i was living at then they're six hours ahead of me i was on my way to work and so i'm just doing all this through whatsapp and uh they were just saying hey we're going to investigate are you getting anything? Know where they're going, know nothing. Right. And when they asked that, it was like the door kicked open. And I told them everything I was seeing. And Carl, the guy that I was talking to through WhatsApp, said, well, Vanessa, it doesn't really sound like where we're going, but I'll let you know what we find out. And I said, that's perfect, honey. I said, I can only tell you what I see. I can't change it. Right. Apparently, and I found this out that night, they tried to go where they wanted to go, couldn't get in were drawn to a different location. And that was what I had read. What? Yes. (gasps) Okay, yes, I do remember you talking about this, but I I totally forgot. That is incredible. And so what you were seeing really was, and he was like, no, 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 that's not where we're going. And you're like, well, that's what I'm seeing. I'm not going to change it. Which honestly, to me, I love that you trust your instincts. And that was the hardest thing I had to do when I started kind of communicating with my mom. It's like, you have to trust that. You know, you just have to go with it. Well, I would rather be wrong and keep my integrity then change what I say to fit a narrative or a scenario that I did see. Right. Well, and that's the thing, you know, you're not going to be very validated when you try to force something that you're not seeing and that's not what they want. Exactly. Okay. So do you do this still? Do you like do this to help people? Like how do you use this to your advantage right now? Whenever anybody needs it, I do my darndest. Now I'm going to tell you, and please, y'all, do not blow up my phone with this. I suck at finding jewelry. Please do not ask me to do that. I don't know. I don't know where your earrings are. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not the gal to come to when you lose your car keys. I, I, I'm, that's not me. Um, if someone comes to me and they need help, because see, remote viewing isn't just about seeing something, at least to me, okay? It's not about that type of stuff. It's also about being able to see almost another dimension. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, remote viewing helps with spirit communication when it's a deceased loved one coming through because when they come through, they don't always sit down and talk to you. Right. They show you things and you've got to be able to see that in your mind 
and describe it accurately. And they kind of piggyback off of each other. For investigations, if I can't be on location, it's best for that. But it can be used for any multitude of different things. I've helped with missing persons cases, which I'm not going to get into because they're they're private. But I've helped the police with missing persons cases. Been lucky enough that they actually found the people. But I was going to tell you, this reminds me of someone who I think she didn't know was remote viewing at the time. But it reminds me of something you're saying. Um, They were searching for very important papers and they could not find these papers. And she said she almost like became the papers. I know that sounds woo woo. And she said, I think I might be in an attic and I'm dusty and I'm sitting next to a lamp up in the attic. And guess what? That's exactly what those papers were. And that's what? Yep. Yep. It's very strange. And it nine times out of 10 doesn't make sense to us, the viewers. It doesn't. It just doesn't. But you have to learn to trust yourself enough to say what you see, what you hear, what you smell, what you taste, what you feel, because it's all encompassing. You have to trust yourself to believe in yourself and what you're saying. Now, that having been said, this is one of the reasons why, and we see it all the time, when you see so-and-so is missing on Facebook, a missing person on Facebook, and this, that, and the other, people ask me, Vanessa, why aren't you all over that? Well, how do you know I'm not, for one thing, because I don't (laughs) post about that publicly. I go straight to the source, the police department. Okay. Because it's not the public's business. And I don't want to, because I'm not in that for notoriety or money. I don't charge for anything like that when it comes to something like that. But uh, I don't want to alter an investigation or put information out there and get people in an uproar if the police department can't validate it. The only time I will do that is if I can't, can't get a response from law enforcement. Then I'll take it to the public. But the other thing is, I don't know how many people have picked up on this, but y'all really need to. Predators will use social media to find somebody. So when you see those missing person things with people on them, if it doesn't say to contact a police department, Mm -hmm. do not engage. Wow. Okay. Didn't think about that. I've had them pop up on my feed and I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, I know who's looking for this person. I'm not touching that. (laughs) Let them stay hidden. But you know, and you're right though, Vanessa, when you said before, you said, I'm not supposed to know. I think sometimes you can find things, you can figure things out, whatever it is, whether it's mediumship, psychic abilities, or remote viewing. But sometimes it's not for you to, it's not your path to find them, right? Right. Yeah. And what if that's the one time I'm wrong, you know, and I always go back to Sylvia Brown, who in her career, now I don't agree with all of it. Okay. And it's not my place to, she didn't need my approval. Right. Okay. Any more than I need anybody else's approval. I don't care. Believe me or not. No skin off my back. You're not paying my electric bill. I don't care. But with Sylvia Brown, she did a lot of good. She helped a lot of people, but the one thing she did that she will always be remembered for is telling families that their daughters were dead, and then those daughters, those separate girls had been kept in that guy's basement and were still alive. That is what people are going to remember. They're not going to remember the good. They're going to remember that. 
And sometimes when you do what we do and you can sense the pain of somebody so much, I can understand wanting to ease that pain and just tell them they're gone. There's no hope left so that they might live and be able to move on. I understand it. I wouldn't do it, but I understand it. And, you know, also just the fact that sometimes your ego can get in the way, not yours, but maybe somebody. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you're that famous and when you're, you know, pillar to post, you're on the Montel Williams show, you're on Ricky Lake or whatever it is back then that she was on because she's gone now. Uh, You know, she was all over the talk shows and people loved her. And she was she was great. I think she had a lot of good things going on. But I do think ego can get in the way. Well, no, you're absolutely right. And I'm going to go out on a limb here. This is going to come across as really judgmental and nasty. And I don't mean it that way. But people need to understand one of the reasons I stay out of the public eye for the most part and do my own thing is because there is no way possible ever, ever, ever for anyone who does this in the public eye to always be on, always be right without being helped. Oh, wow. There is no way. That's scary when you think about it. I'm not saying people falsify stuff, but I'm saying people falsify stuff. Well, like I said, when you get to the point where some of these really, really famous people are, and I do think that fame and a notoriety can, you know, influence someone's ego. I really do. Um, but let's talk about something else. You are an artist by trade. You make wonderful book covers for people. You're commissioned to do artwork. You have beautiful things. Now, I do know you, and I don't know if you've always done this, but now you're an automatic drawer. You do automatic drawings for people. So tell me how you got started. Tell me what you can do for people to help them, all the things. Okay, I'm going to do that. Give me one minute here to surmise what we were just talking about, just for the public, just so they know. I've been contacted by three separate TV stations to have my own show, not to be on somebody else's show, but to have my own show. Oh, wow. I've went through the full interview processes and everything. The only common denominator, and I've read for all three of them too, by the way, and had most of them in tears. The only common denominator and why I've never been on TV like that is the one thing I've said to each and every one. I will not fake anything. There you go. So we're going to leave that with that. Um, As far as the automatic drawing goes, I have done paintings for people. And I love this. I think this is fun, you know, where they say, paint for me what you see that associates with me, Mm, mm -hmm. which is so random, (laughs) you know, but so unbelievably personal. And so what I do, this is generally after a reading or so with them. So of course the painting is separate or the drawing is separate, but I will take their energy and what I feel from them Mm. and I will put it on to paper or canvas and it can be something completely surreal and in that type of, of art frame, or it can be very specific to their likes and dislikes, but I meld them together. Mm. And I've had a lot of success with that. People really enjoy that because it's something that is, is of a spiritual nature. And so I put a lot of myself into it. Right. And it's something that you're never going to find anywhere else. No one else is ever going to do it for you. It's never going to be the same. So it is truly a -a one-of-a-kind piece specific to that person. And some of the things that I've done, uh, I've actually been able to have their deceased relatives come through to me. Mm. 
as I'm putting this artwork together and they tell me what to put in it. Really? Yes. And so that's been really interesting. A lot of the stuff I do, I do not put out there because it's so private. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, for these people, this is very private, you know. And uh, just like with readings, I don't ever ask people to put reviews out there because a lot of people want readings but don't want people to know they're getting readings because of family opinions or people at work might think that they're crazy or whatever. So I never ask for that. All of my clients come by referral. Mm, No, I I do know that. Back to the automatic drawing. Is that also, would you kind of consider it like an energy kind of drawing? Would that be right? 100%. 100%. Because it has, that's the funny thing. I'm just the artist. It's Mm -hmm. their energy. Right, it's right. their energy. It's their loved one's energy. It's it's what's coming off of them. Mm-hmm. I'm just the tool putting it on the canvas. Okay, see, that's what's so cool. And I love that it's very personal because, you know, if you've read them or I don't know if you have to kind of have some kind of session with them before you do an automatic drawing. Is that something that has to go it hand helps. in hand? Okay, It helps because that way I can kind of tap into them. And when I say tap into them, I don't mean ask them a bunch of questions. What are your likes or dislikes? Right, right. I, no, it's not like that. It's it's their energy. And sometimes those art pieces are an extension of the reading in something that they need to work on or focus on or meditate on or aspire to or try to accomplish. Wow. Or it's just something that brings them a different sense of being. Right. Because I can see somebody's energy or someone's deceased loved ones or even their guide saying, hey, draw a picture of an ant. That's their animal totem. I'm serious, you know, or or a lion or whatever. Um, And they may not know it, but then you tell them why and what happened. And they're like, oh my gosh, I totally resonate with that you know yeah it's it's strange I know it's weird you know um but like I said it's really personal and to me it's it's some of the funnest stuff I can do because it has absolutely nothing to do with me I don't have to be creative they're telling me exactly what they want they are you know know? (laughs) and I love it (laughs) well and that's what I love about it because it's so different it's not the same old same old reading or whatever now tell me what you do you have psychic abilities mediumship abilities you remote view you have automatic drawing what other kinds of things can you do for like if somebody were to come to you oh goodness well I mean that really it's I kind of I'm like a jack of all trades yes in that so it's funny um because you'll see this a lot on social media with different readers and stuff is they have different prices and and different things for different readings and for me that might work for them i I don't agree with it um but that might work for them for me it's a one fee and whatever comes through comes through that could be it could be a past present future it could be a present future future Mm -hmm. it could be holy crap, the guides are screaming at you that you have not worked on this and you need to work on this and you need to work on this and this is going to be the outcome if you do. Or it could be an entire session of nothing but deceased loved ones coming through. It could be any one of those things or more. So I try not to limit myself or limit the experience for the client. Because to me, it's kind of like, going someplace and saying, this is all you get for this. Mm. Oh, I see what which you mean. Yes. yes, which means 
I'm going to cut it off and not give you what's coming through because you didn't pay for it. Right. No, I, I get that. And you know, another thing is too, and guys, when you go in for readings, um, anyone go in with no expectations, don't expect for your, you know, your, your grandfather to come through that you were so close to or whatever, because he may or may not come. Uh, it could be some distant relative that just has a better message for you and something that will enlighten you and something that will uh, progress you in, and involve you more than maybe the, the lovely grandfather that maybe you didn't get to hear from, but you know, he's with you. I mean, you know, it's that kind of thing. I'm so glad you brought that up. Let's discuss something real quick. One of the biggest things that people ask me about during a reading is, I want this person, I, I want to feel them, and why am I not feeling them? Yes. And it's so funny, and I know this has happened with you as well, yeah. that they don't realize they're getting message after message yeah. after message, and they're ignoring it mm -hmm. because it's not blatant and in their face. Right. And that is the one thing that I think has brought so much peace to people. Mm -hmm. is knowing because uh, what I'm trying to do I think I'm the only psychic trying to put myself out of business okay <laughs> because I true true story I really really want people to start listening to their own gut and trusting yeah. themselves because I'm not special I've said it a million times everybody has this to some ability right, and right. if they if they nurture it and start to listen to themselves and start to trust themselves and test themselves right. you know and and try different things they would be able to do the same thing if not for anyone else, at least for themselves. No, I totally and agree. It's like if you're sitting there, we're going to use you as an example. Yeah. Let's say you're sitting there and you're in your kitchen and you're cooking up some of that fabulous freaking lasagna that you make. <laughs> Y'all, it's good. It's good. Okay. But you're cooking up some fabulous freaking lasagna and out of nowhere, out of nowhere, you get the feeling of, I need to add this to it. And it's something you would have never done before. Mm -hmm. But if you think about it, your mama might have done it. Right. You know? Yeah. Or you, you get to thinking about a TV show that just popped in your head for absolutely no reason whatsoever. And you're like, God, I haven't seen that in years. When did I see that last? Right. And it was a cousin who passed away. Right. Do you and see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Think about those things. Well, you have to think outside the box, guys. You have to go, yeah, you have to go, you know what? I don't know why I turned down this street, but oh my gosh, I'm reminded of that old restaurant that my grandfather and I used to go to that I loved. And now that's him going, honey, I'm thinking about you. It's as simple as that. That is so freaking true. And people ignore mm -hmm. the signs praying for the explosion. Yeah, because you know what? I have to say, if my mother, and I talk to her all the time, y'all know that, you, if you listen to my podcast, um, she is no longer, but she's the incredible invisible woman. She gained that superpower. But uh, <laughs> but guys, if she were to appear in front of me, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I think I'd be a little freaked out. A little bit. So for people to go, well, if it's not in front of me and it's not, no, you have to think, okay, my mom's favorite bird, you know, not my mom's, let's just say, generally speaking, let's say your mom's favorite bird was a hummingbird. How often do they come in the wintertime? Well, guess what? If you see one in the wintertime, it's not a coincidence. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And I don't care what anybody says. I don't care how famous they are. In my experience, yes, spirits can come down and sit with you and have a nice little chat. Yeah. But nine times out of ten, they give you the information through visual. And when I say visual, I mean generally in your head, messages, words, 
phrases. They don't say, hi, my name is Rebecca. I'm the mother of Stephanie, and I died <laughs> because of this on a, a, a beautiful spring day in 1984. Right. And, you know, and yeah. they don't do that. It takes effort. It takes energy for them to reach out. Well, and another thing, so. too, Vanessa, is every single medium has their own way of communicating with spirit because what you mm-hmm. interpret as a as a cardinal or a red cardinal might be because that signifies love for you, you know, and, but to some other psychic to see as a red cardinal, they may think of, you know, regal and, and royalty or whatever it is, you know, I'm just picking out things here. So every single psychic you talk to, they have their own, and you know what, their guides or their people that come to them, it's kind of like a, a knowing, they know how to communicate with you because they know that their actual symbol is maybe a dove for love, or they know that they're whatever it is. So that's another whole issue that you have to go back and understand that not every psychic medium does it the same way every time. Exactly. Oh, oh I don't do it the same way every time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and that's the funny thing is like people talk about guys all the time. My guys are always there, but I never know for certain which one it is giving me the info. And my guys aren't exactly everybody else's guys. I mean, okay. I got some lovely ones. And then I have some that could pull the Billy Badass card anytime they wanted to. Oh, wow. You know? I mean, I have my ancestors. Yes, my grandmother is a main guide. But I have St. Germain as one of my guides. I have Morgan as one of my guides. I have Bridget as one of my guides. I have Minerva as one of my guides. And I have Kali as one of my guides. You know, Kali's different. And I don't ever call out to any one of them. Whichever one of them is going to help me with the information I need is whichever one of them is going to help me with the information I need. They're not at my beck and call. I'm simply a receiver. Oh, absolutely. But the good thing about that, did y'all notice that Vanessa says whenever I call out, whenever a guides cannot step in unless you ask. You have free will and they will only step in if you literally have, you have to ask them for what you want. Now, they may not give it to you every time, but they will give you what you need. And, and I don't say, well, I'm only going to accept this from Kali. I'm only going to accept oh, this right, from Bridget. Right, right. It, it, I'm just like, all right, y'all, I'm open. Who's there? So and cool. they'll either do it or they won't. That, that's the good thing. You know all the names. It's so funny that you know all that. Um, I had a psychic medium tell me, um, Michelle, she's lovely. And after we recorded together, she said, you have this guide who's very handsome, dark hair with green eyes. And he's, it's hard for me to concentrate because he's so handsome. And I'm like, what? And she goes, yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? She goes, no, he's really handsome. And I have no idea who he is. And I didn't get a name or anything, but it was just so funny because I'm like, I have no idea. I I know that guys exist. I know that they're there to help. And I feel like now that my mom and I are kind of so close now in her afterlife, I even said, mom, step in as a guide as you, if you want, I would love that. So I think she's helping me. I have no idea what this other guy is. I have no idea, but it was just so funny. The thing is, if it's an angelic guide, Mm. by any stretch of the imagination, the way that they would portray themselves in human form, Mm. because biblically they are not human form. (laughs) If you, if you really go back and how they're portrayed, um, it could be, anyone because they would have to portray themselves in a way that would be acceptable to be viewed. Do you understand what I'm saying? Um, I will tell you this and I'm not saying it's an angel archangel or anything like that. I will tell you the name that I got. Oh, okay. And that's Michael. Really? Okay. Yes. But I, but I cannot tell you 
I cannot with any certainty mm. tell you that that's an angelic guide right. or if that is somebody that is familial right. to right. you. Mm-hmm. But I do understand where she is coming from with the handsomeness and the green eyes and everything else. So it would be my belief that it would be someone in that realm. Well, God knows I need some angels. Yeah, someone that had not lived before, technically. (laughs) But you know what does make sense, though, Vanessa? Because when I wrote Graveyard Watchmen, it's about angels and demons. And it's like I understood how the angelic realm worked without even really trying. There you go. I know. So it's so funny you say that. Oh, my God, you guys, you have to book with her. I don't care how booked up she is. you guys oh my god because you know here's the deal Vanessa it's hard for Vanessa to read me we're friends you know so I don't ever ask her not that I would but I don't ever talk to her about you know me or any of my personal stuff in that respect because it's hard for her to read to her friends and even herself so so when she gets anything I really hold it tight because that's that's a big deal for us because it's hard for her to do that well and I was just contacted before the show Mm. from another client slash friend And, you know, they were wanting to learn more about tarot so that they could read for themselves. And I'm like, well, good luck to you, because (laughs) as hard as it is for us to read for people that we're exceptionally close to, Mm -hmm. it is even harder to read for ourselves. And she's like, why is that? And I said, because we cannot. And it's simply impossible. We cannot look at our own cards in an unbiased manner. No, you can't. That's exactly right. I have heard that you time know. and time again, yeah. Vanessa. I've heard that time and time again. You're absolutely right. Well, and you just have to be honest with yourself about that. Let's say I pull three cards right now. Okay. You know what? We're, we're just going to do it. i got okay. my tarot card sitting right here in front of me. <laughs> so okay. let, I'm just going to pull out three separate cards okay. randomly from the deck. All right. Okay. So there's that. There's that. And there is that. All right. Okay. So here we go. So the first card that I pulled is the Ace of Cups. Ace of Cups for me, as I'm giving any reading to anyone else, is generally like your cup runneth over Mm. emotionally. You know, you, you are actually doing well emotionally. You're not deprived of emotion. You're not overly emotional. You're at a very comfortable place with yourself and with others for the most part. You're right. Thank you. yeah, the next cup, the next card is a ten of cups. Mm. This is familial happiness. This is like the piece de resistance when it comes to connectivity with you and yours, and a true feeling of joy with those that you're surrounding yourself with. Mm. And then the next card is a six of swords. Mm. This one indicates negativity leaving your realm. Wow, it, it it truly does. It is negativity leaving your realm. It is something that you are no longer allowing into your circle, into your sphere, into your existence. You're allowing that to go ahead and push forward. Now, I see very much how, and I'm just going to contradict myself sitting here saying I can't read my own damn cards. (laughs) I see very much how this applies to me now. Oh, sure. But this is actually going to make my point even better. If I wasn't doing the work, doing the shadow work to Mm. be so Mm self-aware, I would see this completely different. You're absolutely I would see right. this as, and, and, yes. oh. and why can't it be for both of us? Why can't it be for both of us? Why can't this be a message Absolutely. for both? Yeah. So, and that's the thing we have to open our minds, get outside the box and open our minds to, because guys, when you 
look at things so literally and so legalistically, you can't move past the fact that things aren't coincidences. Things actually are, we're all one, we're all one collective. And if one thing resonates with me and it resonates with Vanessa or all of those cards resonate with both of us, why can't it be for both of us? Absolutely, because we're sharing the same energy space right now. Yes. And so that makes perfect sense. And you actually bring up a really good point. Like when I do a reading for people, I don't even touch the deck until I got them on the phone. And I do that so that I have their energy and I have it on speakerphone when I do it. So they're talking and it's their energy. And then I pull the cards, nine of them face down. Mm -hmm. Don't look at them. Don't know what they are. They pick the order in which I turn the cards over. So it is entirely their energy. So all nine cards, same cards picked in a different order, completely different reading. Wow. Yeah. And they can all come through differently for you. So that's the beauty of this because it's not an exact science. That's the that's why I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's all woo woo. And it, it, it is. I mean, let's be honest. This is something not normal. This is paranormal. That's why they call it that. But it doesn't mean it's evil. It doesn't mean it's bad. It can be very good, very enlightening, very healing. And that's the whole reason I do this podcast. I'm trying to spread awareness to don't be afraid of this stuff, guys. Uh, embrace it. And if you feel like, hey, listen, I think I can help myself with someone like Vanessa or someone else that you think or trust who can help you with any kind of psychic um, information or mediumship or, you know, tarot or, or automatic drawing or even, hey, remote viewing, let's find that piece of paper in the attic, whatever it is, I'm telling you, try to think outside the box. Well, and the thing is, it all boils down to this. Whenever anybody comes at me and says, well, that's got to be evil. I'm like, did it help you? Yeah. Did it make you feel better? Do you feel more at peace? Do you feel like you have purpose? Right. And if they say yes to any one or all of those questions, then my counter question to them is, do you really think something evil would want you to have so much growth? Exactly. Oh, girl, that that's profound. No, that's fantastic. No, that no. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, it, and, it, and it's true. Nothing evil is ever going to want you to expand your way of thinking and to be more self-aware and how you treat yourself and how you treat others and how you go about your life doing as much good as you possibly can. Nothing evil is ever going to want that. They're going to want you to stay stale and stagnant and unhappy and under their thumb because that's what they need. That's exactly Growth. right. Yeah. Growth doesn't come from that. No, it doesn't. You're absolutely right. So guys, now I know Vanessa has to go. So I'm going to tell her to maybe give another thing for our audience to go off on. You know what? I'll just give you a little tidbit about how people can contact me, the services I provide, and then they can take it from there. Leslie, I want to thank you so much for having me on here. As always, I, I, I love you to death and I, I truly you. appreciate you and everything that you do. Sure. For anyone that does want to reach out for me, whether it's for information on my books, readings, art, book covers, whatnot, I've taken down my website because I'm doing up a new one, a different professional one. So just contact me through Facebook under Vanessa Hogle. Y'all, I'm so vanilla. Okay. Everything is under my, you know what? Just Google Vanessa Hogle. That's exactly right. No, they'll find you. I mean, there's only one Vanessa Hogle. No, and I'll put all of that on my show notes. I'll put all of that on there because guys, she's fantastic. She has so many different kinds of things she can do for you. Even if you just want one or all of them. Uh, Vanessa, again, thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. You were my very first episode. And uh, now I'm, I think I'm like episode 140, no, 150 something. So it's been a while. 
Get it, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am going to go. But y'all have an absolutely wonderful day. And Leslie, I will be talking to you soon. And I just love you so much. Keep killing it, girl. Well, I love providing because I want to know at no cost. So if you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review or you can just buy me a cup of coffee. It's kind of like a Patreon, but you don't have a monthly subscription and you can give whatever you feel led to give. I am a one-woman show and I do all of my scheduling and my interviewing and my editing. So just know your support is so greatly appreciated. And one more thing, I am a paranormal romance novelist and you can find all of my books on Amazon. Just look up my name. I'm very easy to find. Thank you guys again and I will see you next week.